We begin the Gemara today on Daftar Zayin Amir Aleph, three lines from the top of the Yomud. This Gemara will continue here, the discussion we're having regarding Tzaras Abbas, or Tzaras Erve. That's the Alacha by Yavamis, by Yavama that is, that if you have an Erve, there's no Mitzvah of Yibun. The question is, what happens to the Tzara? So there was a Machlaikis between Beishamai and Beisilol. Beisilol says, like we learned in the beginning of the Masechta, that just like there's no Yibun for the Erve, there's no Yibun for the Tzara, for the second wife. Shammai says, no, for the Tzara there is Yibam. Gemara went back and forth, and one of the things the Gemara discussed was, did Beishamai follow through in practice according to their opinion? And the Gemara's conclusion was, they did. Beishamai used to do like their opinion, Bepayol. Not just, it wasn't just an opinion, but they did it Bepayol this way. And the Gemara brought this from Rabbeisa ben Harkinas. So the Gemara is going to bring an interesting story about what happened here. Gufa, so to this story, to go back to the story itself, Bimei Rabbeisa ben Harkinas. In the times of this Tanah, Rabdaisa ben Harkinas, Hitiru Tzaras Habas La'achim. So they were matter that the Tzaras Habas should be able to get married to a brother to do Yibam. Not like Basil's opinion, but like Bishami's opinion. The Chachamim took this very hardly. In other words, they didn't want to accept this, that they're going to do, that it was Paskin like Bishami and not like Basil. Because Rabdaisa ben Harkinas, was a very big chacham. Ve'enov komu melave. So he was a big chacham, and Rashi here says. So why did chachamim take this so badly? Because they thought that who's the one that was mad to this? This must have been Rabdeisa ben Harkinus himself. That's what they understood. They heard it and that he was the one that was mad to this. And because of this, they they were worried that this gonna, people are going to start doing like Beishamai, and they didn't want this. So therefore they said, the uh, of that is, the of Kamu Mulave the Besa Madrish, and now his eyes, he was blind, he couldn't see anymore, so he couldn't walk and come to the shul anymore. So they couldn't discuss this with him in the Bismadrish. So Amru, that's the way you read over here, the parentheses, Amru they said, Who's gonna go and let him know that we don't pasken this way? This is Bishami's opinion. We pasken like Basil. Amalan Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua said, Ani Eilich, I'm going to go and talk to him about this. And Avachar of me, who else is going to join him? Who's going to follow him as well? Rabbi Yosef ben Azariah. Rabbi Yosef ben Azariah says, I'm going to go as well. Avachar of me, and after him, together with him, who else is going to go? Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva is also going to go. So Halchul, these three Tanayim went together. V'amdu al Pesach Beisai. They went and they stood by the door of his house. His maid servant went into him. She said to him, Rabbi, Chachmi Yisrael Boynetzlucha. The wise of the Yidin came to see you. Amar so he said to her, Yikansu, tell them they can come in. Yenichnesu, they came in to Rabdeisa ben Arkinus. Tavsele Rabbi Yeshua, so he grabbed Rabbi Yeshua. I guess he even he couldn't see, but he he recognized him and he grabbed him. And uh, and uh, and and he got he made him sit down on a golden bed or maybe a golden couch. In those times, they would sit in couches. so Rabbi Shua says to Rabbi Yisuf Harkinus, Rabbi, my Rabbi, You tell your other students that are here with me that he should also sit down. Amalei, so Rabbi Yisuf Harkinus said to Mio, who's the other student that's here? So he said, Rabbi ben Azariah. Rabbi ben Azariah is also here. Omar, so Rabbi ben Harkinus said, so Rabbi ben Harkinus was already older, and he was a friend of Rabbi ben Azariah's father, which is Azariah. So he said, Ben la Azariah 
Azariah, our friend, has a son. So he said on the on Rablazab and Azariah the following Pasik, Nara Yisi, I was young, Gamzakanti, and now I became old. The lady Yisi Tzadik Nezov, and I did not see that a Tzadik should be left alone, Vizarim Lochem, and that his descendant should be searching for bread. In other words, he was saying, Our my friend Azariah. I knew him, and he was rich, he always had what he needed, and now I see his son as well, I see that Ebeshu didn't leave him, and he has what he needs, and he's a Talmud Chacham as well. Tafsai, so Rabdaisa ben Arkan has grabbed Rabdaisa ben Azariah, Vaishivayel Mitashel Zav, and he also made him sit down there on a golden bed. Amalei Rabbi, so Rabbi Shua then tells Rabdaisa ben Arkan, his Rebbe, and Moyle Tamilcha Achavi Yeshev, tell your other student that's here that he should also sit down. Who's this other student that here? That's here. So he said, Akiva ben Yosef. It's Akiva ben Yosef that's here. On Malay, so he said to him, Atuhu Akiva ben Yosef, Shashimcha Heilich Misayif Eilam Vatsayifa. You're the famous Rabbi Akiva. That your name goes from one place, from one place in the world to the other place of the world. Shev bini Shev, my son, sit down over here. Kamoischa Yirbu Yisrael. Many like you should be amongst the Eden. So now they began discussing with him Ninyanim and Teira. They wanted to come to the subject of Tzara Sabas to discuss with him what they heard in his name. They began discussing with him different things in Sabas Until they brought the conversation for what they were there to discuss with him the case of Tzara Sabas. And they said to Rabdeis ibn Arkinist, Tzara Sabas Mahu. What's the halacha regarding Tzara Sabas? Amalahan, so he said to them, Well, Machlaikis Bishamai Basil. The Aloche, I mean sorry, it's a machlaikis between Bishamai and Basil. So they ask him an Aloche Kedivremi, and who do we paskin like regarding this machlaikis? Amalahan, so he says to them, Of course, Aloche ki Basil. We paskin like Basil, Tsada Sabas will be will be Osir for Yibum and she can go get married to whoever she wants. Okay, they heard this from him, so they, they said to him, Omrulei, they said to him, But in your name, the, it's being said that halacha ki b'shamay, that the halacha is like b'shamay. Amalehem, so Rabbi Yisab ben Harkin said to them, What did you hear? Are you sure you heard it in my name? Did you hear it being said in the name of Rabbi ben Harkin? You heard my name specifically? Oi ben Harkin shamaitem. Or maybe you just heard Ben Harkness, the son of Harkness is the one that said it, but you didn't hear in my name, Mamish, that uh, I was the one that said this. Okay, so he says, so they said to him, that is, Amrulei, Chaye Rebbe, yeah, we can swear in your name. In other words, they said, you're right, Stam Shamayinu. We heard Stam, and Stam means we only heard Ben Harkness. We did not hear that it was in your name, Drabdeisa Ben Harkness. <laughs> So he said, Oh, Amalehem, Ach Kotn Yeshli. I have a younger brother, Bechir Sotnhu. And he's called Bechir Sotn. What is, what is it called? Why is he called Bechir Sotn? So Rashi says he was very sharp and he was also very stubborn. And when he had an opinion in Allah about something, he would not change his mind. He, even after and people argued with him, he wouldn't change his mind. And he would do this way, like he thought is right, even for the Rabbim. That's why he got this nickname of Bechir Sotn. That's what Rashi here says. Okay, but uh, we had to bring a the, the different mefarshim um, here about this. Like upon him, there the Marsha says bechor usually means someone that bechor gets double portion. So I mean, he was he was very smart. He had a double portion of uh, wisdom, more than a regular person. And the term uh, satan means a person that's ready to fight, if to 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 defend his opinion. And the Yainison Shemai, what was his real name? His name was Yainison. 
And he is one of the students of Shammai. Be careful if you're going to talk to him about this object. That he should not come and ask you questions and uh, refute your opinion regarding halachas. Why? Regarding this subject that you're discussing, whether she's mutter to get married to the Yavam or not, he has 300 answers to explain, to answer all questions that she is mutter, like Shammai's opinion. Aval, but then Abdei Sabin Harkana says, I can testify for you in the name of heaven and earth, that regarding this mortar, regarding this subject, that it's like, it's like a mortar that you use to crush, you know, because it's a difficult subject to, to take apart and to understand. Yoshev Chagi Anovi. Chagi Anovi already sat on this subject, and he said, There were three halachas that Chagi Anovi said, and one of them was regarding this. So the first halach he said was, Tzara Sabas Asura. The Tzara Abbas, which is an erve, is Asur for Yibum, like Basilo, and that's how we paskin. The second Allah he said, Aminumoyov, Maisrin, Maisaroni Bishvis. Aminumoyov, which is on the other side of the yarding. Over there, the, you have to take Maisaroni from the produce that grows during Shemitah. Okay? In other words, the point over here is that during Shemitah, you can't plant Bachlal in your field. So, and there's no din of Maiser Bachlal. We had this once before in the Gemara and Rosh Hashanah. But he said that an Amun that was not sanctified to be Eretz Yisrael when they came to Eretz Yisrael the second time. And therefore they were able to plant over there. And he, they instituted that they should give Maiser Ani in that time. The Gemara is soon going to explain it again as we'll see. The third Allah that Chagia and Novi said, Umekablin Geirin, you could accept Geirin, Minakarduyin, Uminatadumim, Metatarmudim. You can accept Gaidim from Karduyim and Tarmudim, as we'll see soon. The Gemara will explain, even though there was a pla- that was a place that it could be that over there there were Mamzaidim. That really they were not Goyim, they were really Mamzaidim, because it was B'nai Yisrael, it was Yiddish girls that went and got married to Goyim. And according to one opinion, that makes the children into Mamzaidim. So, so he's saying, no. They're not Mamzaidim, and you could accept Gaidim from that area. Again, the Gemara is soon going to discuss this separately, as we'll see. Okay, so this was the end of the conversation that these Tanoim had with Rabdeisa ben Harkinus. What's the continuation? What happened now? So, Tanoim, we learned in Abraise, Keshenichnisu, when they entered to speak to Rabdeisa ben Harkinus about this, Nichnisu be Pesach They all came in from the same doorway. Keshenyatsu, but then when they were going out to leave, Yatsu b'shloisha b'sochim. They did not go out together, they went out in three different doorways. So Taisus here has two pshatim, why they divided and went out from different doorways. One pshat Taisus says is, because they wanted to sort of make their way out unnoticed. So they shouldn't bump into his brother, Yonison, they were afraid of him. Another pshat Taisus says is, they wanted to make sure they're not going to miss him. So they didn't want to all go out from one doorway, they made sure each one should go out from another doorway, so someone is going to find him and have this discussion with him. So what happened? Pogaboy Birabakive. So Rabakive bumped into him. And then actually Rabakive, so he, uh, he asked him all the, he asked Rabyanison, asked Rabakiva all these questions that he said before, right? That he had all these questions when he gave to this case of Tsaras Abbas. He had three hundred questions about this. Rabakiva was answering him, he answered him all his questions. 
Omaloi, but he was still stubborn in his opinion, like the Gemara said before, and he said to Rabbi Akiva, Atuhu Akiva, you are Akiva, that your name goes from one end of the world to the other. Ashrecha shezechisa l'shem. You're fortunate that you were zeichet to such a great name. But you still haven't come to the level of learning like the shepherds of Bakar, of the flock of uh, Behemoth. He's telling him, you still, you, know, you still have a way to go to learn more Taita, to understand more on your Taita. Amaloi, so Rabbi Akiva responds to him, Rabbi Akiva, even I didn't even reach to the level of of someone that's a shepherd of Tzayin, of sheep. In other words, you say he's being, being humble and saying, yeah, you're right, I'm not even on the level of Tzayin. The Marsha actually says of it regarding this Gemara that Raye Bakar is a term that it uses regarding Chagay Anavi, regarding the later Neviim, that they were Raye Bakar. And Raye Tzayin refers to Meshra Rabbeinu. By Meshra Rabbeinu, it says when he went to Midian, it was a Raye Tzayin. So, what he was telling, what Yainis and Ben Harkinis was telling Rabbi Kiva was that you're, you're saying your opinion based on what you heard from Chagay Anavi that he was from the Raye Bakar and he said, Sare Sabas is Asr. But you haven't reached to that level, you can't rely on him basically. Don't rely on what he said, because I'm telling you I have reasons why it's mutter like Shammai's opinion. So Rabbi Kiva answered him, and no, I'm not even getting it from Chagyan Novi. This goes back to Moshe Rabbeinu. This is our Kabbalah and our Messiah that we learned. We had before the sources, the Gzeda Shaveh, of Aleha and Litzrar. We have sources from the Torah from Moshe Rabbeinu that Tzadah Sabas is Asura. Okay, now the Gemara explains what was the other two Allahis that Rabdaisa bin Harkin has said that they received, that he received by Kabbalah from Chagayanovi. So he said that Amenamayev Maisra Maisarani Bishvias. That in Amenamayev you give Maisarani even a Shmita. So what is this halacha? The Omar, so the Master explained, Har Bekrachim Kafshoil Mitzrayim, there are many cities that the Yidin, when they came up from Mitzrayim the first time to Eretz Yisrael, they conquered all these cities. And Oile Bavel, when they came the second time, they did not conquer them. Now what's the halacha? Kedushir The first level of sanctity of Eretz Yisrael when they were Mekadashit the first time. So Kitschel Shaita, that with Kedusha remained then as long as they were in Eretz Yisrael. But But for the future, once they were expelled from Eretz Yisrael and they came back a second time, the Kedusha of the first time does not remain. You have to be Mekadash Eretz Yisrael again. So now they conquered all these places again, but Vihinichum, these places on the other sides of the Yarden, where the lands of Sichan and Oig, which is also called Amun and Mayav, even though they conquered it again, but they left it and they did not sanctify it again. Why not? In order that those areas should not be part of Eretz Yisrael, so they should be able to plant there even during Shemitah, and the poor people should have from where to eat. They should be able to rely on this during the time of Shemitah. Right, so Rashi explains what that means is, first of all, the poor people will have what to work during the time of Shemitah. If they're not going to have any work to do in the fields, then they're not going to have any income. So first of all, they'll be able to work during Shemitah and make an income. And second of all, they also instituted that they should give them the Maise Rishen and Maise Ani in the year of Shemitah, so they'll have the Leket, Shikha, and Peya, and the other Maises that you give in the field, even though from the rest of Eretz Yisrael, there was no produce growing and they didn't have what to eat. That was, that was the second halacha that they got from Chagia Novi. Third halacha was, and you accept from these two areas, from Karduim and Tarmudim. 
And the Gemara will soon discuss more in detail what would be the issue of why you should or shouldn't accept Gaidim from there. But first, the Gemara brings that there seems to be a contradiction to this. Aini, is this true? But Vatani, Rami by Cheskel, Rami by Cheskel said, You do not accept Gaidim from those two places of Karduyim and Tarmudim. So, Kadurim, that is, it does not say Tarmudim here, sorry. So, see, you see over here that you don't accept Gaidim. Ravashi, so Ravashi answers, Kartuyim Itmer. It's Kartuyim, it's not the same. Kartuyim with the Tov. Kedomri Inchi, people say, Kartuyim Psulim. The Kartuyim are Puzzle, they're not Goyim. They're really just Mamzeidim and they're Puzzle, and you're not Makabal and Negadim from them, they're just Mamzeidim. Ekidamri, others said another version of how this uh, discussion here went down. Tani Rami Bayecheskel, Rami Bayecheskel said, Emekablan Gedim in a Kartuyim. You don't accept Gedim from Kartuyim. So he originally right away said Kartuyim with a tough. So the Gemara asked the question, My love, don't you think, Haina Kartuyim, Haina Kartuyim? Aren't the Kartuyim and Kartuyim the same people from the same place? It's just pronounced a bit differently. And therefore the question is that it says that you could accept Gedim, and he's saying you can't. Ravashi it's not the same individuals. Kartuye luchod v'kartuye luchod. Kartuye are one people and kartuye are other people, so it's not a question. Kedamriyenshi kartuye psili. The kartuye with the tav, they are the ones that are possible. But now the Gemara brings another opinion that argues on this. Rabbi Yechenin v'savya. Rabbi Yechenin and Savya, the Omri Tarvayu, they both said, "Eimekablen geirem in the Talmudim." That you can't accept Gaidim from Talmudim. Okay, so before it said that the Kabbalah from Chagai and Novi was, you could, but they said, no, you can't accept Gaidim from Talmudim. And again, we'll see soon the Gemara, what's the reason why not. But before the Gemara explains, the Gemara first asks again a contradiction on, on what we're saying here in the name of Rabbi Yechenin. Did Rabbi Yechanan say that you can't accept Gaidim from this area in Eretz Yisrael of Talmudim? But what now? We learned in the Mishnah as follows: Kol aksamim haboyim in a rekem. Anytime you see any stain of blood by a, from a woman's garment in the area of rekem, which is a place in Eretz Yisrael, to hide him. So this will be tahir. Why is that? Because this is not an area where Yidden live there. It's an area of goyim. And a stain that comes from a guy is not going to be Tomei. If it comes from a Yid, so this can be blood from a Nida, and it's Tomei. But in an area, Rekim was on the border of Eretz Yisrael. So it's an area where Goyim live. So therefore, it's Tar. But Rabbi Yehuda disagrees. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, it's Tomei. Why? They're not Goyim. They're actually Gaidim that live in that area. And they got assimilated amongst the Goyim. But really, they're Gaidim. So it's blood from a Nida, and the garments are Tomei. But then he finishes off and says, If it's a garment that comes from an area where there's Goyim, another, any other area in Eretz Yisrael where there's Goyim, to hide him, then it will be pure. It will, then there's no issue. That's the conclusion of what Rabbi Yehuda said. Now, So the question was asked on this. Kapasik Vitani. He, the Mishnah here says very like a straight statement without making any distinctions that if it comes from an area there, where there are Goyim living there and the, so over there this garment that has a stain of blood on it so it's going to be tired because the Goyim are there that would mean that should include even this area of Tarmoid that was an area where there was a discussion or a suffix about this whether there are Yidin there or Goyim there and he's saying, Rekem is an issue. 
the area of Rechem is a place that even though it seems like they're Goyim, but really they are Geirim that assimilated with Goyim. But any, uh, anything other than that place, including the area of Tarmite, where there was also a suffix about this, over there he's saying that we consider them to be Goyim, and uh, it'll be Tar. That's what it seems from what Rabbi Yudah is saying. Now, based on this, came along and said, so this end of the Mishnah, let me just clarify again, this is very important for the Hamshach of the Gemara, the end of the Mishnah when it says, this is actually not Rabbi Yehuda speaking, this is the Stam Mishnah saying here. This is the conclusion of the Mishnah itself, Stam Mishnah saying this. Now Rabbi Yechenin said, Since we're saying that any garment that came from any other place in Eretz Yisrael where it was clear that it's Goyim, including this place of Tarmoid, so we consider it to be all Goyim, so that means they're not, it's not an area which are Geirim or Mamzeirim, but they're really Goyim, and therefore, if they want to come and be accepted as Geirim, we could accept them as Geirim. If they were Mamzeirim, so then you can't, there's no point of being Megayadim, they're just Mamzeirim. But from this, that the Stam Mishnah here says that the, the stains that come from there are all tar because it's all Goyim, so that means that you could accept Geirim from here. So what does this mean? Before Rabbi Yechanan said that you can't accept Geirim from the people of Tarmudim. And now he's saying you could. What's going on? So now if you want to answer and say, Rabbi Yechanan is just saying, this means, this is the Pshat in that Mishnah. But he doesn't hold like that Mishnah. That's not his own opinion. You can't say this because Rabbi Yechanan said, that you passed in like a Stam Mishnah. So over here you have a Stam Mishnah that's saying that in the place of Tarmoid, the stains there are tar because it's all goyim. And Rabbi Yechen before is saying that no, they're not goyim and you don't accept goyim from there. So the Gemara says, okay, you're right. We're going to have to say, This is Amachleikis Amiroim regarding what Rabbi Yechen's opinion is. Do we paskin like the Stam Mishnah or do we not paskin like the Stam Mishnah? So there's two there's Amiroim that are arguing about this. Okay, but now after this discussion, the Gemara comes back to explain the subject itself. What exactly is the issue with this place of Tarmoid, whether you should or should not accept Gaiden from there? So the Gemara me Tarmoid my time alloy. So from Tarmoid, why would you not accept Gaiden from there? So Pligibar Abyechanan Visavya, Rabyechan and Savya that both said that you don't accept Gaiden from there. So they argued a little bit of two different versions about what it is about this place. Chadomar one said, Mishum Avde Shlaimai. There were the, the, the slaves, the Avadan Kananim, Goyesh slaves from Shleima Melech, that what happened was, the, there were B'nai Yisrael, there were Jewish girls that got married to these uh, slaves of Shleima Melech. Rashi over here says that these slaves from Shleima Melech were very rich, and they lived there in that area, and they were Goyim, and there were Yiddish girls that got married to them. And because Yiddish girls got married to them, so therefore the children are really Yidin. Had Yiddish mothers, they're not Goyim. But according to this opinion, Rashi says that the child, the children are considered to be a mamza. This is a very big chiddush. We don't pass in this way. There's a big long discussion over here in Taisus and the Rishayim about this. But Rashi over here is saying that according to this opinion, the children that are born from a Yiddish mother and a Goyish father have a halach of a mamzer. Okay, like I said, we pass in that a child that's born from a chayef krisis is a mamzer, not from a from a Goyish father. But this was his opinion. So therefore, he says they're mamzeidim. They're not. They're yidden. They're mamzeidim. You can't be megayid them. There's no point. Chadomar, another one said that the reason is mishum shalayim. That the benoisir shalayim, as the Gemara will explain here, in the time of the Chorban, they got married to goyim. 
So the Gemara now explains this. The opinion that says that it was the, the, the slaves of Shleim HaMelech that the, the, the Yiddish girls got married to Kosovar. So his opinion is, or that gets married or has a relation with a Bas Yisrael, with a Yiddish girl, Havlad Mamzer. The child will be a Mamzer. But the opinion that says that it was the daughters of Yerushalayim, so what is the story that happened? What did the daughters of Yerushalayim do wrong here exactly that the children are Mamzer? Rav Yasef, Rabbanon, Rav Yasef and Rabbanon argued, and they had two versions about this, both of them said this in the name of Rabbi Babachana. Chadama, one version of the story was, and again, this was in the time of the Churban. So one version was, Tracer Alfi Gavri, there were 12,000 men of Goyim that came, they conquered then Yerushalayim. Vishita Alfi Kashtuye. In addition, there were another 6,000 men that were with bow and arrow. That's one opinion. So together there were 18,000 men. Vichadama, Tracer Alfi Gavri, there were 12,000 men. Umina Yushita Alfi Kashtuye. And from them, 6,000 of them were men with bow and arrow. So there are only 12,000. So these men, When the Oivdikechavim and the game came, they destroyed the base of Mikdash, and they all entered into the Heichel of the base of Mikdash. So Akoyal, all of those Goyim, Niftnu al they went to grab silver and gold that was there. But for Haim, these 12 or 18,000 men, Niftnu al they went to attack and to take from the daughters of the Yidden to have relations with them. Shanema, the Pasik says, Noshim and Inu. The women in Sion, which is Yerushalayim, Inu, they were, they were, they suffered, they were suffered, they were pained. Yehuda, the virgins in the city of Yehuda. So this is what happened then in this area of Tarmoid, according to this opinion. This refers to this area where these, where they lived, where they had relations with Gaim. And therefore the children are Mamzadim, according to this opinion. The Gemara goes back to a Pasik that was quoted in Amr Aleph. That Rabdaisa ben Harkin has said when he saw Rabbi Loza ben Azariah. He said, Nara Yisi v'gam zakanti. So the Gemara now brings back this Pasik and brings another Pshat in this Pasik. Om Rab Shmuel ben Achmeni, Om Rab Yainisin, Pasik Zeh, this Pasik of Nara Yisi, Sara Ilam Amre. The minister of the world, which is a Malach, is the one that said this. And he says, Nara Yisi v'gam zakanti. Who is saying I was a young lad and I became old? Man Amre. Is the Ebishter himself the one that's saying this? How could you say? So, do you have any old age by the Ebishter that the Ebishter is saying I was young and now old? So, it's simply this is a Pasik and till him. So, it's David Amalek that's saying this, but that also can't be. Was David Amalek such an old person that he's saying Zakanti? This is a Pasik that Amalek is saying this. What's the meaning of the Pasuk where it says? So this is describing, this Pasuk and Eicha, describing the Churban, the hand of the enemy, of the one that's, that's coming to make trouble for Yidin, spread out his hand, and everything that's precious to Yidin. What does this refer to? This refers to the people, to the Goyim from Amun when all the Goyim came into the Beis HaMikdash to destroy the Beis HaMikdash, so all the Goyim went to grab from silver and gold. But for him, these Goyim, they went to grab the Sefetayre. Why? Amru, they said, this Sefetayre that it says, and it's specifically targeting us. That any convert, any ger coming from Amun and could not come and marry in Klal Yisrael, Yisarev Be'eish, should be burnt in fire. 
Then another Pasuk Yidashim that says, Tziva Hashem Yaakov. Svivov Tzadov, the Ebishter commanded for Yaakov that all their enemies around them should come and cause them suffering. Amarav, when was this? Kagain Humnia Lepumnara. The Gain from Humnia that caused trouble for the Yidin of Pumnara. Okay, now the Gemara goes back, connected to the point that we spoke about before. Vinigaya to Goyim, uh, even in today's times or in those times, the Gemara is saying there could be an area where there's a Chashash that maybe there are Goyim that you think they're going, but they're really Yidin. It's a very interesting piece of Gemara here. Amr Av Yehuda, Amr Av Asi, Oivit Kachavim, Shekidish Bizman Azeh. A guy that's Mekadish, a Yid, that has, uh, gets married to a Yid today, Chayshishin L'Kiddushin. You have to be concerned that this Kiddushin takes effect. In other words, a guy that's Mekadish, a Yid, the Kiddushin doesn't take effect at all. It's nothing. But he says today, when a guy is Mekadish, a Yid, you have to be concerned that maybe this is a Kiddushin. Why? Because maybe this Kedushin is not really with a guy. Maybe this, you think it's a guy, but really it comes from the Aseres HaShvatim that, that left out Yisrael much earlier during the time of the first place of Mikdash, and they got spread around in places, and therefore how do you know this could be from Aseres HaShvatim? So the Gemara asks on this, why would we be concerned about this? But Vaha called the Parish, Miruba Parish, don't we have a rule that you always go after the Raiv, after the majority? And that is if they are not in their place, in their settled place. Parish, if you, if they, if you have a majority and a minority, and the, the minority, or the majority that is, is Parish, was Parish from their place where they're settled in one place, so you follow the Raiv. Right? This is the rule when you get to Raiv and Kavua. We learned about this a few times before in the Gemara. That anytime you have a minority, but the minority is set and established in their place, kavua where they are, that minority does not become bottle or does not become, it doesn't follow the status of the raiv because this is their place that's choshev where they are. But if you have a majority that's potish, that's not in their settled place, then you follow the raiv. So even if the Aseres HaShvatim were exiled from Eretz Yisrael and they were, they were amongst the nations in the world, but they're potish from their place. They're not settled in one place. So therefore you should follow the majority, which are Goyim. So why are we concerned about this? So the Gemara answers, you're right. Stam anywhere in the world, if a guy is Mekadosh Yid, you're not concerned for the Kedushin. But what we are concerned about is, in those cities, in those places, where they are Kavua, where it is their settled place where they live. And therefore, Rashi's Pshad over here is, look in the last Rashi of the Ahmed, Rashi says, that in those cities where the Aseres Hashvatim live, and the Gemara here will bring Psukim, where we know where they are, where they live, so over there we will apply the rule of Kol Kavua Kemechza Al-Mechza Dami. That if, since this is the place which is Kavua, we don't follow the majority, it's considered to be like half and half, and therefore we have to be Chayshish that the Kedushim may have been from the Aseres Hashvatim. That's Rashi's Pshad. Taisus disagrees, because Taisus says the concept of Kavua doesn't necessarily apply here. Because even if it's their cities that they live in, it's not a, for Kavua, it's not a love, enough that it should be in your city. Kavua has to be that you're actually in your personal place, your personal dwelling, your personal house that you live in. So even if it's the city of Daseres Hashvatim, but nevertheless... It's not necessarily in that area of Gufa, is it the place where the Aseris Ashwatam are actually living? If, if any one of the Aseris Ashwatam leaves his house and goes and is Makadish, a woman, out of his house, so it's not anymore Kavua. Taisu says the Gemara means to say that in those areas where they live, there was Raiv Aseris Ashwatam. That's what it means. Not Mitzad Allah of Kavua, but Mitzad Allah of Raiv. 
Okay, there's actually a sikha from the Rebbe, in Chelikites Parsha Shoftim, where the Rebbe discusses this Bariches, and the Rebbe there says that you see a very machlaikis between Rashi and Taisus regarding this subject of Kavua, at least in this case, in this scenario. According to Rashi, Kavua would follow even the status of the whole city. And the Rebbe says it's because the Pasuk here, the Gemara is going to bring Psukim, which defines these cities as the cities of Aseris Ashvatim. So therefore, not only the particular house of one individual, but the whole city is considered to be Kuwa for Aseris Ashvatim. Whereas Taisvis holds, no, it has to be every individual person if he's Kavua in his house. So let's just see the conclusion here. The Gemara brings the Psukim regarding the places where the Aseris Ashvatim lived. So the Psukim are the Oberab Abba. They were placed in these cities which are Bachlach, Bechover, and Nahargaizen, Vaare Madai. That's the places where they were. The Gemara now translates where these places are. Chalach, Zechelozain. That's a place called Chelozain. Chibur. The next place it says Chibur, Zu Chadayov. And Nahargaizen, Zeginzik. And Vaare Madai, Zechemdun. And then the Pasuk there also says, seha, and other cities around this, and where are they? Vamri La, Zu Nihar, and this, this is near Vachavri Seha and its cities that are uh, around around it. And wh- what are those cities? And Chavri uh, Seha, man, what are the other cities? Omar Shmuel, Shmuel says, Krach, Moishchi, and Chitki, Vedunkie. Those are the other cities that are around over there. Okay, so those are the areas where the Aseris Ashvatim lived, and on this the Gemara says, soil. And for all, all these places, so these are the Aseris Ashvatim that live there, and it's not Goyim, they are Pasalayin. So Rashi explains that the, when the Gemara says, soil, so the reason why they, they are Pasal over there is not only because they intermarried with Goyim, like the opinion we said before, there's an opinion before that when a Yid intermarries with Goyim, the children will be Mamzerim. But even without that, he said, as she says, even if you don't follow like that opinion, the Aseris Ashvatim were not careful, they got married to one another in a way, even Isuri Arayis, even Isuri Arayis of Kodos, and therefore the children were Mamzerim, and therefore they're apostle. You can't get married to them.